0: We'll Welcome to a very special episode of the Nintendo PowerCast where we are kicking off a brand new series on the history of Nintendo. Now we're going to go all the way back to 1980, not 1889, but don't worry, we may cover that at some point. But I thought it would be fun, especially with the release of the Super Mario Brothers movie, to take a look at the origins of Mario and Donkey Kong. Now, before we get started, I want to let you know that I'm currently working on a brand new ebook, The Unofficial and Unauthorized History of Mario Kart. With this ebook, you will also get my guide to Mario Kart, and they are currently 50% off if you pre-order. So you can go to n64josh.com slash Mario Kart guide and pre-order now. There will be a link in the description, and if you're seeing this after the book is released, that link will also take you to the book. So let's jump in to the history of Nintendo, Donkey Kong. Nintendo of America was established in 1980 with limited success in importing arcade cabinets from its parent company in Japan. In 1981, the company's president, Minoru Arakawa, took a significant risk and ordered 3,000 radar scope machines, betting on their success in the American market. However, the machines were not well received, and 2,000 of them remained unsold in the company's warehouse. To rescue the struggling startup, Arakawa requested that the parent company, led by President Hiroshi Yamauchi, send a conversion kit with new game software. Yamauchi turned to the company's talent pool for fresh game design concepts. Shigeru Miyamoto, who was still new to the company, pitched his idea for a game centered on a love triangle between a gorilla, a plumber with a large hammer, and a girlfriend. Yamauchi appointed head engineer Gunpei Yokoi as project supervisor and allocated a budget of 267000 for the development of Miyamoto's concept, which he named Donkey Kong. Although Nintendo had been pursuing a license to create a game based on the Popeye comic strip, this attempt was unsuccessful. However, This failure provided an opportunity for Miyamoto to create new characters that could be marketed and used in later games. He drew inspiration from the rivalry between Bluto and Popeye for olive oil, and came up with the idea of a love triangle between the gorilla, the plumber, and the girlfriend. Although the game's origin was a comic strip license, Donkey Kong was unique in that its storyline preceded the game's programming rather than being an afterthought. Miyamoto consulted technicians to ensure the feasibility of his designs, and he wanted to make the characters different sizes and have different movements and reactions. He originally intended to use seesaws to catapult the hero across the screen. But the four-man programming team found this too hard to program, so he settled on using slope platforms, barrels, and ladders. He also wanted the game to have multiple stages, which the programming team found challenging to implement. Despite this, the team followed Miyamoto's design, creating a total of approximately 20 kilobytes of content. The soundtrack was composed by Yukio Kenioka and is served as background music for the levels and story events. The circuit board of Radar Scope was restructured for Donkey Kong. Unnecessary functions were removed and the scale of the circuit board was reduced. Gameplay and graphics were updated for updated ROM chips, while the existing CPU, sound hardware, and monitor remained intact. The Donkey Kong hardware had the memory capacity to display 128 foreground sprites at 16 by 16 pixels each, and 256 background tiles at eight by eight pixels each. Mario and all moving objects use single sprites. The taller Pauline used two sprites, and the larger Donkey Kong used six sprites. Hiroshi Yamauchi was confident that the game would sell well and phoned Arakawa to inform him. However, the sales manager at Nintendo of America was not enthusiastic about the game, as it was too different from the maze and shooter games that were popular at the time. Despite this, Arakawa was convinced that Donkey Kong would be a hit. American staff began translating the storyline for the cabinet art and naming the characters with the lady character named Pauline, after Polly James, the wife of Nintendo's warehouse manager, Don James. The name of the hero, originally Jumpman, was changed to Mario, in honor of Mario Segale, the landlord of the original office space of Nintendo of America. The initial reaction to Donkey Kong was mixed, but sales were strong. Many arcade owners were hesitant to order the game due to its unconventional gameplay and unusual name. But those who took the chance on it were rewarded with high earnings. Donkey Kong quickly became one of the most popular arcade games in the United States, with lines forming to play the game and high demand for additional machines. The success of Donkey Kong helped establish Nintendo as a major player in the video game industry, and the company continued to develop and release successful games for decades to come. Shigeru Miyamoto, the lead designer of Donkey Kong, went on to create many of Nintendo's most iconic franchises, including Super Mario Brothers and The Legend of Zelda. Today, Donkey Kong is considered a classic and is often cited as one of the most influential video games of all time. Its unique gameplay and charming characters have made it a beloved favorite among gamers of all ages, and it remains a testament of creativity and ingenuity of its designers. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. Donkey Kong, the 1981 arcade game developed and published by Nintendo, remains a classic and beloved by fans to this day. In the game, players control Mario, who must run, jump on platforms, and climb ladders to rescue his girlfriend, Pauline, from the clutches of the giant gorilla, Donkey Kong. The development of Donkey Kong was a response to the popularity of Pac-Man, which Nintendo was looking to rival. The project was assigned to first-time game designer Shigeru Miyamoto, who drew inspiration from a variety of sources, including Popeye, Beauty and the Beast, and King Kong. Alongside chief engineer Gunpei Yokoi, Miyamoto designed the game and broke new ground by using graphics to characterize the game's cast of characters and advance the game's plot through cutscenes. Donkey Kong proved to be a commercial and critical success, both in Japan and North America, where it became the highest grossing arcade game of 1981 and 1982, respectively. It was subsequently ported to the Game & Watch, selling 8 million units, and licensed to Coleco, a developer of arcade conversions for home consoles, selling 6 million cartridges. The game's various ports sold more than 15 million units worldwide, and it spawned numerous imitations from other companies seeking to avoid royalties. The success of Donkey Kong established Nintendo as a major player in the video game industry and positioned the company for market dominance for over a decade. The game also introduced Mario, who had become Nintendo's mascot, one of the most recognizable characters in video game history. Donkey Kong pioneered the platform game genre before the term even existed, and it remains one of the most popular arcade games of all time. In conclusion, Donkey Kong is a landmark video game that broke new ground in game design and storytelling and helped establish Nintendo's dominance in the industry and introduced one of the most iconic characters of all time. The gameplay of Donkey Kong is both innovative and challenging, setting the standard for future platform games. Donkey Kong is considered one of the earliest examples of the platform game genre, and it was the first platform game to feature jumping. The US gaming press referred to these type of games as climbing games due to their use of platforms and ladders. In Donkey Kong, the player controls Mario, who must jump over obstacles, climb ladders, and avoid enemies to rescue Pauline. The game is divided into four unique stages, with each stage requiring different tactics to complete. The stages increase in difficulty, with faster barrels and fireballs being thrown, and the victory music alternating between levels one and two. The fourth level consists of five stages, with the final stage being at 125 meters. Scoring is a critical part of the game and players earn points by completing various tasks such as jumping over obstacles, collecting items, and removing rivets from platforms. The bonus counter decreases steadily and completing each stage before the counter reaches zero earns additional points. The player starts with three lives and a bonus life is awarded at 7,000 points. Losing all lives ends the game. Donkey Kong's use of multiple stages was groundbreaking, with each stage representing 25 meters of the structure Donkey Kong has climbed. The game was one of the first arcade games to feature multiple stages, with only a few other games such as 1980's Phoenix and 1981's Gorf and Scramble having multiple stages before it. In conclusion, Donkey Kong's gameplay is both challenging and innovative, setting the standards for future platform games. The game's use of multiple stages and complex obstacles makes it one of the most significant games of the golden age of arcade video games. Its challenging gameplay, memorable characters, and catchy music have helped it become a beloved classic and a true masterpiece of game design. The original Donkey Kong game was ported to the Famicom console by Nintendo Research and Development 2 and released in Japan on July 15, 1983, as one of the three launch titles for the system. The Famicom's lead architect, Masayuki Umira, designed the console specifically to accurately replicate Donkey Kong. The game was later released on the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES, as part of the Arcade Classic Series on June 1st, 1986 in North America and on October 15th in Europe. Due to the limited memory capacity of early ROM cartridges, the cement factory stage and most of the cutscenes were omitted. A new title screen song composed by Yukio Kanioka was added. The 1988 NES compilation, Donkey Kong Classic, included both Donkey Kong and its sequel, Donkey Kong Jr. In 1994, a complete remake of the original Donkey Kong arcade game was released for the Game Boy. This version, referred to as Donkey Kong 94 during development, includes levels from both the original Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. arcades. It starts with the same gameplay in four locations as the arcade game, and then progresses to 97 additional puzzle-based levels. It is also the first game to have built-in enhancements for the Super Game Boy System. The Atari 8-bit computer version of Donkey Kong contains one of the longest undiscovered Easter eggs in video game history. Landon Dyer, the game's programmer, included his initials as a hidden feature that would appear if the player died under certain conditions and returned to the title screen. This remained undiscovered for 26 years until Dyer revealed it on his blog, saying that there's an Easter egg but it's totally not worth it, and I don't remember how to bring it up anyway. The steps required to trigger the Easter egg were later discovered by Don Hodges, who used an emulator and a debugger to trace through the game's code. Upon its release, Donkey Kong quickly became popular worldwide and was a significant commercial success for Nintendo, which was struggling financially at the time. After selling out the initial 2,000 arcade cabinets, more orders were made and the electronic components were manufactured in Redmond to speed up production. The game's success allowed for the expansion of Nintendo of America, and by October, Donkey Kong was selling 4,000 units a month. By June 1982, Nintendo had sold 60,000 Donkey Kong machines in the United States, earning 180 million dollars, and Ron Judy and Al Stone, who worked on Commission, became millionaires. Arakawa used Nintendo's profits to buy 27 acres of land in Redmond in July of 1982, and the game earned another 100 million in its second year of release in the United States, totaling 280 million in US cabinet sales by 1982. In Japan, the game was listed as the highest grossing arcade game of 1981 and then the sixth highest grossing arcade game of 1982. In the United States, Donkey Kong topped the play meter arcade charts in October 1981, setting a weekly earnings record that later listed by replay as the highest grossing arcade game of 1982. It was also among the 13 highest-grossing arcade games of 1983 in the United States. According to Electronic Games, in June of 1983, the home versions of the game contributed to the arcade version's extended popularity. Compared to the 4-6 to six months that the average game lasted, it remained Nintendo's top seller into mid-1983, with steady sales in Japan. In total, 65,000 arcade units were sold in Japan and 67,000 arcade units in the United States for a total of 132,000 arcade units between the two. In addition to its arcade success, the Game & Watch handheld version of Donkey Kong, released in 1982, sold 8 million units. Coleco sold 6 million Donkey Kong cartridges for home consoles, grossing more than $153 million and earning Nintendo more than $5 million in royalties. The bundled ColecoVision version sold 2 million units, while the Atari 2600 version sold 4 million units in 1982 for $100 million, making it one of the best-selling Atari 2600 games. It was also one of the earliest cartridges available for video game rental at certain stores in 1982. Atari's 1987 re-release of the Atari 2600 sold a further 180,000 units for $1,258,282 by 1990. Coleco's mini arcade tabletop version of Donkey Kong, along with Pac-Man, Galaxian, and Frogger, had combined sales of three million units. In Japan, 840,000 units of the Famicom version were sold, and the Famicom Mini version of the Game Boy Advance later had a further 160,000 units sold, for a total of 1 million units sold in Japan. The Atari 8-bit computer version sold 25,000 units in 1986 and 1990. Overall, these various ports and versions of Donkey Kong sold a total of 15 million units worldwide. As of 2015, all versions of original Donkey Kong were estimated to have grossed 4.4 billion in revenue. In 1982, Sid Sheinberg, president of MCA and Universal City Studios, suspected that Donkey Kong might be a trademark infringement on Universal's King Kong. On April 27th, he met with Arnold Greenberg of Coleco and threatened to sue over Coleco's home version of the game. To avoid a lawsuit, Coleco agreed on May 3rd to pay royalties to Universal of 3% of Donkey Kong's net sale price, worth about $4.6 million. Meanwhile, Scheinberg revoked Tiger's license to make its King Kong game, but O.R. Rispin refused to acknowledge Universal's claim to the trademark. When Universal threatened Nintendo, Howard Lincoln and Nintendo refused to cave. In preparation for the court battle ahead, Universal agreed to allow Tiger to continue producing its King Kong game as long as they distinguished it from Donkey Kong. Universal sued Nintendo on June 29th and announced its license with Coleco. The company sent cease and desist letters to Nintendo's licensees, all of which agreed to pay royalties to Universal except Milton Bradley and Ralston Purina. Universal Studios Inc. versus Nintendo Co. Ltd. was heard in the United States District Court for the Southern District of New York by Judge Robert W. Sweet. Over seven days, Universal's counsel argued that the names of King Kong and Donkey Kong were easily confused and that the plot of the game was an infringement on that of the films. Nintendo's counsel, John Kirby, countered that Universal had argued in a previous case that King Kong's scenario and characters were in the public domain. Judge Sweet ruled in Nintendo's favor, awarding the company Universal's profits from the Tiger game damages, and attorney's fees. Universal Appeal trying to prove consumer confusion by presenting the results of the telephone survey and examples from print media where people had allegedly assumed a connection between the two Kongs. On October 4th, 1984, however, the court upheld the previous verdict. Nintendo and its licensees filed counterclaims against Universal. On May 20th, 1985, Judge Sweet awarded Nintendo $1.8 million for legal fees, lost revenues, and other expenses. But he denied Nintendo's claim of damages from those licensees who had paid royalties to both Nintendo and Universal. Both parties appealed this judgment, but the verdict was upheld on July 15th, 1986. After the legal battle, Nintendo gave John Kirby a $30,000 sailboat named Donkey Kong and exclusive worldwide rights to use the name for sailboats. The court battle also taught Nintendo that they could compete with larger entertainment industry companies. After the release of Donkey Kong Jr., the arcade successor to Donkey Kong, Itagami sued Nintendo for the unauthorized duplication of the Donkey Kong program code, Nintendo managed to settle the dispute out of court after the two companies came to an agreement. At the time of the suit, computer programs were not considered copyrightable material. The Tokyo High Court gave a verdict in 1989 that acknowledged the originality of the program code. Ikigami and Nintendo reached a settlement the following year, but the terms were never disclosed. Donkey Kong A classic arcade game developed and published by Nintendo in 1981 continues to have an immerse impact on the video game industry and continues to be celebrated and enjoyed by players and enthusiasts alike. In 1996, Next Generation listed the arcade, Atari 7800 and Coleco Adam versions of the game as number 50 on their top 100 games of all time. The list acknowledged that Donkey Kong was not only historically significant, but also a great game due to its challenging gameplay and graphics, which elegantly delineated an entire scenario on a single screen. In February 2006, Nintendo Power rated it the 148th best game made on a Nintendo system. In 2017, the strong National Museum of Play inducted Donkey Kong into the World Video Game Hall of Fame. Today, it is the fifth most popular arcade game among collectors. Donkey Kong introduced a new genre of video games that mixed running, jumping, and vertical traversal, which was initially referred to as a Donkey Kong type or Kong-style games before the genre eventually became known as platform games. The game was also a milestone in terms of video game storytelling and cutscenes. It also notably had multiple distinct levels that progressed the storyline. Donkey Kong was one of the first Japanese games brought to Western regions that introduced a surreal concept using cute artwork, a representation of typical Japanese fantasy but unusual to Western audiences. For that reason, Donkey Kong and similar games that followed were briefly called novelty games by the Western gaming press. Donkey Kong and other such novelty games helped to acclimate the Western audiences to Japan's approach to game design, narrative, and abstraction that would become key elements in the decade that followed with the release of the Famicom slash Nintendo Entertainment System. Computer and video games called Donkey Kong the most monumentous release of 1981 because it introduced three important names to the global video game industry, Nintendo, Shigeru Miyamoto, and Mario. These three figures went on to play a significant role in video game history. Donkey Kong paved the way for the Nintendo Entertainment System, known as the Famicom in Japan. Following the success of Donkey Kong, Nintendo began developing the Famicom, the hardware of which was largely based on the Donkey Kong home system. Nintendo wanted the Famicom to match the Donkey Kong arcade hardware, so they took a Donkey Kong arcade cabinet to semiconductor chip manufacturer Ricoh for analysis, which led Ricoh producing the picture processing unit chip for the NES. Donkey Kong continues to be available through emulation and re-releases. The NES version was re-released as an unlockable game in Animal Crossing for GameCube. It was also published on the Virtual Console for the Wii, Wii U, and Nintendo 3DS. The Wii U version is also the last game that was released to celebrate the 30 year anniversary of the Japanese version of the NES, the Famicom. The original arcade version of the game appears in the Nintendo 64 game, Donkey Kong 64, and must be beaten to finish the game. The original arcade version was re-released as part of the Arcade Archives series for the Nintendo Switch on June 14th, 2018. And the NES version was re-released as one of the launch titles for Nintendo Switch Online on September 19th. In the early 80s, Donkey Kong was one of the most widely cloned video games, along with Space Invaders and Pac-Man. By 1983, Donkey Kong clones had become available on various platforms, and the giant list of classic game programmers lists 17 different Donkey Kong clones released for various home platforms. The clones included Crazy Kong, which was officially licensed from Nintendo and manufactured by Falcon for some non US markets. Nevertheless, Crazy Kong machines found their way into some American arcades, often installed in cabinets marked as Con Gorilla. Nintendo was quick to take legal action against those distributing the game in the U.S. Bootleg copies of Donkey Kong also appeared in both North America and France under the Crazy Kong, Conkey Kong, or Donkey King names. In 1982, Logger Arcade Game from Century Electronics is a direct clone of Donkey Kong with a large bird standing in for the ape and rolling logs instead of barrels. Many home computer clones directly borrowed from the gorilla theme, such as a Killer Gorilla, Killer Kong, Crazy Kong 64, Kongo Kong, Donkey King, and Kong. One of the first releases from Electronic Arts was Hard Hat Mac, a three-stage game without an ape, but using the construction site setting from Donkey Kong. Other clones recast the game with different characters, such as Cannonball Blitz, with a soldier and cannonballs replacing the ape in the barrels, and the American Southwest theme, Canyon Climber. Donkey Kong spawned the sequel, Donkey Kong Jr., in 1982, with the player controlling Donkey Kong's son in an attempt to save his father, from Mario. The 1983 spin off Mario Brothers introduced Mario's brother Luigi in a single screen cooperative game set in a sewer, which launched the Mario franchise. Also in 1983, Donkey Kong 3 appeared in the form of a fixed shooter with an exterminator named Stanley ridding the ape and insects from a greenhouse. Nintendo revived the Donkey Kong franchise in the 1990s for a series of platform games and spin offs developed by Rare, beginning with Donkey Kong Country in 1994. In 2004, Nintendo released Mario vs. Donkey Kong, a sequel to the Game Boy's Donkey Kong, in which Mario must chase Donkey Kong to get back the stolen Mini Mario toys. In the follow-up Mario vs. Donkey Kong 2 March of the Minis, Donkey Kong once again falls in love with Pauline and kidnaps her, and Mario uses the Mini Mario toys to help him rescue her. Donkey Kong has also made appearances in various popular culture mediums, such as cereal boxes, board games, pajamas, manga. And in 1983, the animation studio, Ruby Spears, produced a Donkey Kong cartoon, as well as Donkey Kong Jr., for the Saturday Supercade program on CBS. The show lasted two seasons. Sound effects from the Atari 2600 version of the game have been used as generic video game sounds in films and television series. The phrase, it's on like Donkey Kong, was coined by American rapper Ice Cube in 1992 and has been used in various works of popular culture and has been used in various works of pop culture. In November 2010, Nintendo applied for a trademark on the phrase with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Donkey Kong has no doubt left his mark on the video game industry and pop culture. Released in 1981, it quickly became a huge hit for Nintendo, and its success helped to cement the company's place in the video game industry. Donkey Kong is not just an iconic game character, but it also introduced game- new Donkey Kong is not just an iconic game character, but it also introduced new gameplay mechanics, a new genre of platform games, and innovative storytelling techniques to video games. Moreover, it has been an inspiration for numerous clones and sequels, making it one of the most influential video games of all time. Donkey Kong's legacy continues to this day as new games continue to be released and the character remains popular with fans around the world. This has been a history of Donkey Kong, and I hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as I have. Let me know your thoughts in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube or jump into the Discord, n64josh.com slash Discord and I would love to hear your thoughts and maybe you can even give me some ideas on future games that you would like me to dive into. Thanks again and we'll see you in the next one.